That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. a chance to try how can i be sorry if i don't know the crime i should be mad because you never told me why still i can't seem to say goodbye when i try to fall back i fall back welcome back to double otw 94.7 woods fm on a beautiful sunny i guess now sun is setting uh, but down the West Coast, sun is still bright out there. Um, May 1st day, gentlemen, the, the year is officially one third over. We are only two thirds of the way left to 2022. Um, they call me Woody. Uh, with me as always is L.A. Ian. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then, oh yeah, oh yeah. And joining us as well is Monger Man himself. This is Monger Man. Or known as. Smigel, 38, mm-hmm. formerly producer Pete, formerly, and with the, along with the formerly intern Ian. Although we, we don't have to come mm-hmm. and go with that anymore. It's been a while. It's almost been probably a full year since intern Ian and producer Pete. So pretty much. Maybe if anything, that's the one year anniversary. But yeah, how are we doing, guys? Excellent. Oh, we're doing all right. All right. All Not right. bad. Yeah. We were, uh, we were talking a little bit in the uh, pre show production meeting that, uh, we, uh, we tend to have like a solid three, four episodes in like a four to five week span. And then we uh, take a little hiatus and regroup. And so we're back off of our April hiatus. April, bad month to, you know, record podcasts in general anyways. So we just really. True. Statistically. Yeah. Just dodging bullets over here at uh, Double mm-hmm. OTW. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a month. I think uh, a, a recap in the week slash month is in order as well as a uh, possibly a little maybe COVID one year later kind of update a safe space conversation, but then try to finish it up with a, some new segment, some working titles of where do you see yourself in five years? It's a long title <laughs> and it's working, um, bad interview questions. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll workshop when we get there, but uh, might as well just go in order. Start with Ellie Ian. What, uh, what have we been up to last month? Dude, comparatively, it's been a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I'm serious. It's been kind of dog shit. It's been trash, to be honest. Um, I haven't had an audition in like a month, dude. It's weird. I've never had this before. Um, first, uh, first, first dry spell here. I think so, and it's really annoying. Um, but yeah i don't know so i've just been like chilling (laughs) um but yeah no auditions i did so 
Um, because after I shot, well, what? So yeah, after I shot the Seven Eleven thing, um, there was like a span of three weeks where I was just popping off with auditions and callbacks, and it was dope. Um, I mean, like pretty much like a month ago was the week I had like four in like eight days or something. And it was sick. And then it just, after that, it was just nothing. Um, so other than that, let's see, uh, a couple of days ago, the 7-Eleven commercial came out. So that's dope to see. Um, it's just a little 30 second thing. I don't uh, think we, I think we, this happened during the month. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming this is what you were hinting at last, last episode that was in the works. Yeah. 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 I think what, so uh, too. I, I have yet to see it. Is it a local thing? Is it a national thing? What? Give me a give me a um, elevator pitch low down here. For what, all what I happened. know right now, it's just an online media campaign in some way, shape, or form. So right now they've only posted it on YouTube. Um, nothing on the gram yet. Uh, so I'm not actually I like okay. The way it looks, I think it might be on TV, but I don't know. Like, it looks like it could be a TV ad, um, just based on how the ending is, but I'm not really sure. Um, I linked it in the chat. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you guys want to take a, yeah, a live Yeah, it's reaction? a fire commercial. Yeah. Uh, I am the Tendy Man from now on. I will be known as the Tendy Man. Um, Tendy? Tendies. Tendy Man. What does that mean? Out there eating chicken tenders in the commercial. Oh, tendies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are um, a big chicken tender the, guy. I am. So it works out. Uh, so that, that was cool to see. I'm excited that that came out. Because, you know, it's just been the anticipation of, like, when is it going to come out? Uh, <laughs> but it came out, which means I get paid now. So that's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, I did a quick trip home. Minnesota, um, just mostly to do my taxes and get my get new license plates, um, some passport stuff, and then um, I went down to Iowa for a little while and hung out with um, some of my college buddies. Um, so I did that, and then that's pretty much about it. It's just been this weird lull month. Um, which has kind of like brought me up to like the projection of what we're going to talk about like after the next segment yeah yeah um but yeah it's just been a pretty dry month to be honest that's fair it's been um pretty boring (laughs) yep i've been there so yeah whole not not a whole lot commercials dope to see come out otherwise i i've just been chilling took a quick trick home about it that's fair hitting the beach up still daily i yep. assume that's fair the beach is mm-hmm. packed or are they just still kind of on the on the weekends they are okay during the week no not really so i don't go um saturday sunday even fridays can be a little bit busier than i'd like um so i should typically just try to stick to like a monday through thursday schedule it's uh it's not a bad schedule Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can pull it off so but dude it's getting like i was saying earlier dude the uv is getting intense what what um, does it get intense here in minnesota it can no. well not really. i don't know if it can ever not get typically. up to nine uv but hmm. 
Yeah, seven or eight. Okay. Seven or eight, seven, eight, eight is like high on the spectrum. Um, anything above eight is like fuck, GG. But uh, yeah, it typically I think it typically rains around six or seven in the summer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like, dude, it's like seven out here at ten a.m. Which (sighs) yesterday? Okay, so like I went to the beach yesterday, right? (laughs) And um. I kind of fell asleep, right? And I wake up and dude, I was just having like heat stroke or some shit. Dude, I was so fucking hot. It was fucking terrible. I just fucking left. I was like, dude, this I'm way too warm. Just left. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if I've ever fallen asleep in public, like in that dude, capacity. I do that shit every time do I go really? to the beach. I fall asleep. Yeah. Man, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a big beach guy to begin with. Although I think we, I think I talked about this, not on, not on the pod with with a different roommate, of it. No, never mind. I take that back. I am I am pretty anti beach. I'm pretty I'm pretty neutral on pools. I just don't like crowded pools, and I definitely don't like crowded beaches. So, I I, I feel like I could be more of a beach guy, if a it was a private beach, which you know no shit. Um, or you know b if it was a situation like a Monday through Thursday for you where it's like oh I'm going I can set up my chair I can fall asleep no one's gonna bug me I knew that was the parameters yeah I might be more open to it but I feel like whenever I have people Dude, that want to go to the beach you, with me it's not that when you when you come out here yeah we'll go to the beach on like a Tuesday or something and you'll be like yeah I can dig this for yeah. sure now it might be a little bit different um coming up now that it's kind of summertime mm-hmm. you know Kids are not in school, college is out, but we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, leading up to today, the last six months have been just like that. Yeah. Although, I mean, like now that it's getting hotter and the sun, the UV is higher, people are tiny bit, it's a little bit more, you know, people out here. But like, dude, in the, like December, January, February, dude, no one, there's like hardly anybody there. What are the daily temperatures like? And they fluctuate right now between like seventy and eighty. Usually like seventy-three to seventy-five. In January. Oh, in January. Like in winter, what is the uh, temperature usually like? Sixty. Sixty. Which I mean, we just went through back here like the last what four weeks. It feels like it's been like two or three of the days each week where, on average, like sixty. Yeah, that was every day. Oh man, that'd be that'd be great. Did you did you yeah, get yeah. like did you like adapt and become a, a true like Californian and all of a sudden like 60 was cold for you? I mean kind of. I mean I mean hoodie and pants for sure. That's fair. I think peak day, but, I don't I think peak day I'd do I'd still do like shorts and a t-shirt. But like yeah, evenings and stuff and sun still sets at like 5 p.m. Dude, it gets pretty cold though out here yeah, at night in the, yeah. the winter, you know, like 50s. No, for it's sure. Chilly man i'd still take it i'd i don't know i don't know if i could <laughs> live in california because i love having changes in seasons yeah i like um i mean i love the fall and winter here mm-hmm. for sure yeah i don't know i feel but, like if you need the snow though pete i feel like it's a very easy thing to go find the snow right it's like hey i'm gonna take a weekend trip to Denver or hey let's go up to like the northern part of the state where it gets like gets more like four seasons and whatever and 
again, when you're there in the summer, it's going to be like nineties and a hundred every day. And then you get to the the winter and like Ian said, it, you know, it gets chilly at night. I feel like, you know, when, when we were out there in February, if we went out at night, it was still like, once the sun was gone, like fifties, high forties, but it's just like high forties and like with jeans and a, like in a hoodie, like you're good. Like they hate, you know, it's like, and that's all I'm asking for. I hate the negative four and like windy. And all of a sudden I'm like wearing a jacket, wearing like pants and like boots. And it's still like not even close to being just good. Dog water. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I'll, that, I'll was, that. that like stretch in February we had was awful, but it, to me, it puts things in perspective when it gets nicer. And then, like, know, man. once uh, for me, once we've been in winter for like a month or two, I actually enjoy like 30 degree weather as long as it's not like a storm. You're enjoying the trash though, because you've been given more trash. I would so argue. St- like, what is that, Stockholm syndrome, right? Yeah. With weather. <laughs> it's the weather version of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's fair. Dude, you got to come out here. You got to try living out here. I think you would like it. Dude, I I need to sleep in like a pretty cold environment. Like I prefer you to get sleep in like off. a 50 degree bedroom, maybe even colder. How do you manage that there? Dude, like if, when it's 75 or higher, I like can't sleep with any sheets or any blankets and I have two fans going. Oh yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, but again, like Ian said, you can get AC. Like we, we, we'll figure out the sleeping arrangement part. That's I'm not worried about that. I, I don't know. It, I. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about if I was to live there. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that would be expensive. I mean, heating Maybe. your house though, the way we heat our houses, are probably like the same thing. Yeah, I guess. I bet yearly costs are the same if not cheaper out here, because you're only heating your house or cooling your house for a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, Minnesota, you're, you're heating and then you're cooling. Yeah. I, you know, it might be cheaper here in Minnesota because prices for energy out there might just be higher. Right. So that might be like mm-hmm. something that I consider, but like in terms of usage and if like the usage rate and the price per usage rate was like the same, my guess is you'd be, it, it wouldn't be different. It's just, you live out there it's just tougher but I, I also think too like living on the ocean like that that would i i would gladly trade the four and a half months of like my face hurts when i go outside for like during those months it's just like 40s and 50s and it's like yeah like bonfires on the beach in january like 45 50 degrees out at night have a hoodie and sweatshirt or whatever like that like, like ian said it's like when you just give been given shit your whole life and then they give you like a piece of white bread it you're gonna think like this is the greatest thing ever and then you like, find out that existing <laughs> elsewhere at the same time is like yeah no like white bread is the standard here like we never have to eat shit sandwiches uh, we at worst it's like turkey no cheese by accident so but yeah no, no. so that's kind of what my month has been like though yeah weather included that's fair some that's um fair. and like i said earlier i mean Talk about this projection wise. I've been thinking about the future. Um, but yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later because that's a, mm-hmm. it's a good place to go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we'll see that. But before we get there, uh, Monger Man. What are you, had, oh, yeah. I'm going to go next. Yeah, yeah might, might as well. Might as well. My, my stuff is pretty linear and kind of just keep just going. So, um, dude, you I've had a, had a lot of stuff happen to me the yeah. last month. 
Yeah. Uh, last time we talked, I had just started like going fairly hard on TikTok. And I, I came across this TikTok or this guy who would make these TikToks where he's like, steal these chords at the beginning. And he'd play like a, a progression on the piano. And these things were popping off. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. So it was me playing a guitar riff, a loop. And I'm like, steal this loop. And I posted it pretty early in the morning. And then I checked the TikTok at night, like 7 p.m. I was playing COD with the boys. And like in between games, I looked. It had like 500 views by 7 p.m. But then I checked it like 30 minutes later. And it was up to 4,000 views. And then I've, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to pop off really hard. And then I woke up. And I, I must have had three people, 300 people DMing me on Instagram. Jesus. So <laughs> I found this formula that worked, or it's worked about six out of eight tries. And by work, I mean, it gets at least 20,000 views on TikTok. <laughs> I think I've kind of capped out on this niche idea, if you will. But, uh. My first one got about 40K, and what I would do is it's me steal this loop, and then I play it, and I have, like, the, the BPM, the key on it, and then I'm like, if you want this loop, DM me on Instagram. You can access my Instagram through my TikTok page, and I'll send you this loop. So that video, I gained, like, 500 followers on TikTok. I think I gained 300 on Instagram from it have a ton of people in my DMs. Like it, for each of these videos, it would be like two full days where literally for four hours a day, I'm just copy pasting responses to people. In total in the last month, I probably DM 1500 to 2000 people on Instagram. Jesus. Yeah, dude, that's Tripled insane. my Instagram follower account. So that's up to like what? Three grand, three K now? No, I was, I was peaked at 750 for like six months and now i'm up to like, like 2350 hell yeah 350 2350 oh 23 is like that's not doubling okay yeah, yeah okay six, six six yeah so i've funneled tiktok i'm up to 5400 now i'm my goal is to be at 10k by the end of may i just need a couple videos to pop off at this point to get there so my first TikTok that popped off, I think I went from like 100 followers to 500. Then my second loop video popped off incredibly hard. Like, I think it's at 100K. Jesus. It's got like <laughs> 13K likes, 700 comments or something. And that one again, I went, I went from like 500 to 2K on TikTok from that. And that one, I had a ton of artists hit me up. Any big ones? Like, or just like a lot of like... No, like, you know, top yeah. top tier artists. Okay. But uh, one, one grabbed the loop. I actually sent him the beat. He's got like 200,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh, shit. Let's go, uh, baby. I had several producers, like platinum selling producers a couple grammy nominated producers hit me up 
like I, dude, I've had I've had a guy. One of the guys has production credits with Juice. Holy shit, dude! Damn, shout out Juice. This is fantastic. R.I.P. Juice, but yeah, damn, dude. I've had yeah. So there's a few art, probably like three or four artists that have a hundred k followers on TikTok or hundred to two hundred k monthly listeners on Spotify. Hit me up. Um, a lot of smaller artists have hit me up. I've found some really dope ones. One of them I think could take off real soon because he's popping off on TikTok now. This dude, super fire. He's he's a songwriter, singer, and he produces and mixes it all himself. He was peaked at about 3,000 followers for a long time. And then as of like last week, he had two or three TikToks that got 100 to 200,000 plays. And the coolest part about him was those videos were playing his own music in the video. So mm-hmm. I think this dude is going to take off pretty quick. His name's July, if you guys want to look him up. He's kind of like a... July? Yep. He's he's at like 7,000 monthly listeners now. But he's like a perfect blend of 2000s pop punk and like emo hip hop. Let's go. Okay. I think, okay. Woody, you'll like the song Hey Josie. Hey Josie? Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, keep going. Yeah, 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 TikTok yeah. in one month did like 10 times the amount of, or gave me 10 times the amount of opportunities as grinding on IG for a year and a half did. Yeah. And I'm going to keep doing these loot videos probably like one a week but i think i've kind of you know abused it as much as i could i oh Mm -hmm. another thing i got people to funnel into my spotify so i'm up to like 380 followers on spotify and then i made a discord and we got like 280 people on it what (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's sick well yeah people this one guy told me to make one. I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I posted something. I posted like a survey on my Instagram story. Like, Hey, would anyone join this if I made one? And then everyone's like, hell yeah. So then I made it and got like 280 people now. Sick. That's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Longer man is just popping off. Dude. Right. Dude. It's uh. we love to see it. We love this. This is this is exactly like why, like, this is we like so cool. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because it's like you think back to, like, a year ago, we were talking about like possible Just ways like to get the Instagram grind. like up more and like daily grinding and all that stuff and like whatever. And so many times we'd like we would jump in now, right, and hear like, yeah, I had a TikTok video go for like 100k views, and I have a Discord now of like 280 people, like small community and all these things. It's like, but like it was a what two-year grind to get to this point and like i feel like this is just like tip of the iceberg kind of moment here too where um not that to focus on this part like who knows like yeah it could it be like grow a little bit more i don't think any of us think that that's gonna happen right and it's just kind of this little thing maybe but it also could be like this huge thing and working with like grammy nominated producers and songwriters and, and artists and 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 getting your name out there and, and like really truly blowing up 
again, we would hear about that. And it'd like all of a sudden sound like this really neat, well put together 30 second, like, yeah, I was just like making beats in, in my studio or basement studio. And then all of a sudden, yeah, now I'm here. And it's like, you don't get like all the stuff in the middle, but like this Mm -hmm. stuff, like along the way too, is just like, so cool to like it's so cool to yeah be along for the ride hear about it in real time yeah 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 dude i couldn't believe it i got posted on beat stars official account on both their instagram and tiktok they're like they're the number one you know beat selling service i got like four hundred fifty thousand followers on instagram damn that's sick are you because we kind of talked about this on on a previous episode are you, I mean, Instagram is still relevant, I think, and it probably will be, but um, are you trying to go like, is TikTok, TikTok's the place, right? It's kind of, if you're on TikTok, TikTok is it's more, move, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's, do you think it's more important than this? As someone who's has been on both at one time, not on either currently and haven't been for a while, like, do you feel like TikTok has taken over what Instagram used to be like four or five years ago, or is it still Instagram's up there, but TikTok is creeping up pretty quick here? I don't know because I, I didn't really start using Instagram heavily until like 2020. It's probably pretty even right now. Um, what, what I will say. I, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Ian. Oh, I was going to say the only reason why I say that is because like my agent um, is very adamant that which I probably might have to start figuring out like maybe I should find some way to like create content for TikTok or something. But he says um, t- TikTok is like where it's at um, in terms of just like commercial money um, as well as uh, like getting some sort of attention for different opportunities. Um, it's kind of insane. I mean, you look at like Charlie D'Amelio and the Gavison Ray. I mean, they started on TikTok and now they're, you know, doing commercials for places. They're, you know, so I think TikTok is where instagram is if not give will maybe give people more opportunity i don't know mm-hmm. because yeah. i think just the way the platform is it's a lot friendlier to people to just sit on that for hours yeah yeah and tiktok from what i've observed and experienced myself tiktok seems to be a lottery like some things that you'd expect to pop off don't and vice versa but you have a pretty good shot of winning the lottery. Whereas on Instagram, you can't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, when I left Instagram, which is like what, uh, seven, eight months ago, maybe. Um, I just remember thinking like, I don't, they kind of took away the way that you would understand the platform, right. When they took away the, how you can, when you could see other people's likes um, and like how many people liked it. And I get like the, Oh, it's just creating like a toxic environment. It's like, yeah, but it's like the one measurable of how to understand like whether or not things are being reached. I know we can still track stuff and whatever, but like, I thought that was kind of the point. Like, hey, this is kind of a trashy, shitty thing. Like, but like, that's what it is. Like, it's this thing that like shows whether or not people are like into it or not by whether or not they like it or not. I'm cool with taking away. I don't know if they, I'm pretty sure they did take away dislikes and stuff like that from it in general of just like interactions and stuff. But now that you can't see that, and I'm like, I don't know if this is like relevant or not. And you like, you can see followings, I guess, but it's like, what does that really even mean? But no, I think TikTok, I, I don't know it, where we left off on that with, with why I kind of bailed on it was, I just didn't love the whole, like, 
the app seemingly was like all oh, the security issues with it, right? They, apparently, we just don't care about that anymore. I don't think they got fixed. I think it was just kind of like, hey, you know, if you just like don't talk about this for long enough, people will just drop it. Like, they yeah. won't care. You don't have to change anything. Uh, we'll just like keep telling them what they want to hear, but eventually they'll just get fed up with it. Um, and they'll just kind of like stop. They'll move on to the next thing, whatever that is. And, and more, we just need the next thing to come, to come out and then we'll be, we'll be fine. And I feel like that kind of happened. I know like some, there's like Microsoft when was talking about trying to buy it and all these other things. I don't think any of those things happened. I think it literally is the same company owning it and still like just stealing yeah. all your data and stuff and like figuring out how like, people's algorithms and shit. And I don't, I, I think it's unavoidable at this point, kind of like uh, we were talking pre-show about COVID stuff, but like, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's I think a, the it's only people place. that were actually worried about that were some weird freaking politicians. Um, because like as a consumer, I don't think you should care at all because what's the difference if one country has it versus your own? I mean, you're being tracked by every single US-based company anyway. Like it doesn't make yeah. any difference. Mm-hmm. Heck, if it, if it helps a different foreign country make an app that everybody loves... I don't care. I mean, I'm already yeah. out there, dude. It doesn't that's, matter. That's the innocent way to say it. I, I think that the issue is more like the the American government was nervous because they couldn't control the data after it was collected, and so like yeah. with all the stuff that happens within the United States, at least they can be like, yeah, we're using it. We know what we're using it. But like, and it's not always good things, by the way, either. But like, it if a different country's doing it, especially a country that has tended especially in the last 20 30 years to be ahead of us by like usually a couple steps in technology going in you know senses like if they have it all like are we maybe setting them like setting ourselves up for something like catastrophically bad i don't know and it's tough it's like just a bunch of hypotheticals but i, I get where they're coming from it's, it was a lot of non-tiktok users telling like tiktok users like hey this is bad um you yeah. should you should ask for it to be changed and all the tiktok users are like yeah i'm 19 i don't care um <laughs> but that's legit i mean what, so yeah i think what else were you left off too i think you had a bunch of new music drops coming out i know beats to smoke yeah, yeah. too then yeah oh yeah first i want to say i had what well, ian you said i showed up on your for you page i had like yeah like several twice. people from my high school that i haven't talked to in four years say like hey you showed up on my for, for you page on tiktok like damn this is crazy yeah but uh yeah, yeah, Beats. <laughs> I have a funny story to talk about Beats this song too. Um, but yeah, I got I got well over 100 people to listen to it on 420, which 100 people was my goal. Where so you that's accomplished. Where are you tracking that on? It's like Spotify or? Yeah, Spotify and then there's SoundCloud and Apple Music. I peaked over 100 monthly listeners on Spotify, which was really? crazy to me. Oh, yeah. Oh. 103. For, uh... Dude, I say we name this uh, podcast Longer Man Pops Off. It might have to be. Oh. Maybe, it just, maybe it should just be the ha- his TikTok handle, and, and just, like, that's all it is. It's like, well, who Dude, is this? I think so. I What's think uh... so. If, if it wasn't COVID... I would have gotten like 50 people to just be smoking blunts in my b- backyard to this. <laughs> but legendary. of course I didn't do that. So as you guys have seen, I got a cameo again from Johnny Sims, who absolutely uh, exceeded my 
That was so every dope, expectation. Dude. Yeah, that was I that was, was sick. I was pretty nervous if he was gonna pull it off because I I sent him a private YouTube link to the song. I was like, "Can you have this playing when you record this cameo?" And he did it. Yo, His he's, prices he's the, have gone a little steeper, but that's okay. It was definitely worth it. He's up to 110 now. Oh, really? Price is mm. going up. He's in demand. So <laughs> I didn't want to violate the terms of Cameo. Like you can't use it to promote anything. So I just, I posted the video with no context, no captions. <laughs> this is the silly story I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm probably going to want you to cut this out of everything because I fair. I'm going to, I'm about to clown on this guy a little bit. No, dude. <laughs> okay. Woo! That's your cue to cut everything out. <laughs> so I get this DM from this fitness guru <laughs> with like a hundred thousand, uh, excuse me, followers, hundred thousand on Instagram. And whenever I get these accounts with, you know, at least a hundred K followers, I always look at their posts to see if they're getting engagement. Cause that's the easiest sign. And this guy's getting like a hundred to 150 comments, which is on the lower engagement, but it's still believable for that many amount of followers. And he's like, Hey dude, uh, I've been seeing you all over Instagram and TikTok. You're crushing it. Would love to set up a call with you. I'm a marketing guy or something. And then he's like, I'm dying to know how you got celebrities to talk to you or talk about you and like <laughs> i kind of like didn't put two and two together so i'm like wait what celebrity was talking about me and he's like johnny sins <laughs> and so i set up a zoom call with this guy and you know within a minute i can just tell he's trying to sell me on this bullshit marketing package that yeah. he works with some agency or something where their cheapest thing is you pay $180 a month and they feed all your posts and whatnot to the community, he called it. And real people engage on your posts. So then I'm like, oh, this is how that guy got comments. He got a hundred comments. He's just sending his posts and then everyone in the community comments on it and then they comment on other people or other people comment on their stuff. So he's like, so what's your monthly budget looking like? And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to pay you anything. And I don't mean to be a dick, but to me, it seems like you're trying to sell me, you know, $180 at minimum a month to pay for technically real people, but fake engagement so that you know, as long as I keep paying, I get engagement. And then the second I stop paying, you know, nothing. So I'm like, what's the, why would I pay for, you know, not authentic engagement? And he's like, well, I know you were telling me you're trying to go to California. And when you go out there, you're going to need your social media account looking good. And I'm like, eh, there's definitely some truth to that. But I've, I've researched all these producers production credits with these hip hop artists and there are plenty of platinum selling producers and Grammy nominated ones with like 1500 followers on Instagram. 
So I told him this, like, yeah, that would help, but it, it doesn't mean anything. And my TikTok is kind of supplementing my Instagram following count better than I would like. So I don't need your service. And he's like, well, I wish you luck with that, bro. <laughs> Just running back with his tail between his legs. Yeah, dude. I, I wanted to send him a clown emoji after, but. I smart you didn't. That's um, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, at least it wasn't like okay, being like so. A yeah, dick now we seller. can yeah. we can cut it. We can. <laughs> oh, we're keeping all that in there. We didn't, we didn't release any names. We didn't like give anything specific away. Uh, people like that should get exposed to. Um, people that are trying to sell basically like yeah, like you said, fake engagement, and they don't have. And maybe not. I mean, I was I wasn't on the Zoom by any means, but my guess is that he wasn't exactly like promising great results. Like it's one thing to like promise, like to like to say hey. <clears throat> most of this shit's fake anyways. You need to do this engagement. Here's our package prices, whatever. But then like, here's the well, results. Here's some clients that use us. Here's like, whatever. And to, if you don't have, no, an no, asset, he did, cares? he did provide, he did provide some details. Okay. Okay. So like all the different packaging had like, this is how many comments you'll get on your post. And he sent me a few accounts that uses profile. So hmm. it is authentic, I would say. Okay. Like it, it's not a scam, but it is right yeah the, the it's product just deception. You pay for, yeah yeah it's deception yeah, yeah. you're paying so, yeah. you're paying for deception which yeah i get i get it that's fair man but yeah the uh which I, like on the other end though it's like you know um crap what was i gonna say oh how much it's like if a company approaches you though right let's say you're i don't know like a you're a IG thought type vibe and a company approaches you wanting to like give you an affiliate marketing thing because they see how many um, engagements, right? You're getting on each post. Well, they're not real engagements, right? I mean, yeah, they're real people, but then it's like, they might approach you and want to give you this affiliate, affiliate marketing link to, you know, promote, you'll get X dollars in return for every sale they use your link right but eventually they're just gonna probably cut you off because your sales don't match up to what your engagement is because it's not real engagement yeah and like i mean on your on your end i think i mean you can make a strong case where it's like yeah i mean i'm not getting the same engagement right on posts or anything but like the the real engagement per uh like follow or whatever is substantially higher than like people that use that kind of service, you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's what companies, that's what, I mean, music producers, that's what record labels they care about more is like how many of your, your fans per follower will buy it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you might have a million, you could have like a million followers but if only a hundred thousand people um buy your product it'd be much better to go with someone that has five hundred thousand followers where at least half of them are you know are going for your product or whatever yeah yeah those services are so yeah that was loud. that was a kind of a silly interaction <laughs> oh man i like it though what do you I think I mean, if you're getting those guys to like come after you though, I mean, that, that, that in, in itself is a sign that like you're on the up and up. And I think there's plenty of oh, people yeah. that fall for that. And then like, 
not fall for it, but like think they need it. And then they, they subscribe to it. And um, I think there's a lot of people that that's their exiting off like place. Cause they just think that that's just easy invitation to burnout. But what are you going to say? Uh, I wanted to talk about another connection I made through all this. This dude hit me up and he's like, Hey, I'm a Swedish producer. Can we set up a zoom meeting? So I got on a call with this guy and he's, he's young. He must be in his mid twenties, I would say. And he's like a EDM pop producer, a Swedish one. And he's like, Hey, I saw your guitar playing on TikTok. Would I want to know if you'd be interested on playing guitar on a lot of our songs. I'm like, for sure, man. He's like, can't pay you up front, but you know, we're not releasing songs that get under a hundred thousand plays on Spotify. So you'll get a royalty. I'm like, Oh yeah. And he said he's, pitching a couple of songs to represent Sweden and Eurovision. Damn. That's a huge thing that like we don't get talked about. Yeah. Yet. It's yeah. massive. Yeah. So hopefully that will get going soon. Dude, I'm, just, I'm trying to get to like 10 to 20 K on TikTok, And then I might start thinking about starting up a YouTube. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. If you need a uh, production team member for your youtube channel can, uh, <laughs> as the kids used to say back in the day you can holler at your boy and uh uh some, yeah, of, the, so some right, of the house money is going into a camera so oh oh yeah uh i started using my that camera i bought in the fall for my tiktok videos and it looks way better than my oh, phone for camera. sure for sure is it the one that your I, mom gave you or a different one no i bought one in like november oh sick yeah that bundle right that you bought and like, yeah took forever yeah so right now on tiktok i'm just i'm trying to find more things that pop so i'm just trying a bunch of different things and none of them the past week or two have gained any real numbers but that's okay it's just tiktok is a game of patience as long as you post decent quality something's bound to pop eventually yeah that's a good point which is kind of ironic because it's like a low attention span app for like the user side but like the content Mm -hmm. that hits those people like you said, yeah, it's just like a, like a game of attrition. I feel like when I was on there for the two weeks I was on there, like all the accounts that like blew up, I'm like, how did this person go is like, has like 1.4 million like followers or whatever they're called. And you go through their videos. And even if you go back to like a lot of them were like three months ago, they were getting like low thousands, like 10, 20, 30,000 inter- you know, likes or whatever. And then all of a sudden they have like this one video that's just like seemingly out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, 30K, 40K, 30K, 20K, 40K. 2.7 million, 400K. Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, and then it dips a little bit again, but like it's way higher. And then like another one for like 1.8. And then all of a sudden now they're just like consistently like banging out high hundred well, Ks. But yeah. Yeah. That's like my, that guy, July, I was talking about, he was peaked at about 3K for a long time. And as of a few days ago, he's up to like 17K followers. He might be at 20 now. Damn. And that happened all within a week. Yeah. No. So that's yeah. it. Uh, honchos, we're releasing three songs soon. We were going to release them as singles, but Distro Kid was effing up our process. It When we tried to upload, it would upload it as Half Past Heartbreak, but another artist, Half Past Heartbreak, oh, on no. the services. So it wouldn't be under us. 
So I think I got it figured out, but we'll be dropping three songs soon. The most recent one we wrote, I'm like, this is actually a fire song. I'm really happy how this one turned out. Hey. Where, uh, if, if Deja Vu is like a, like a solid A, where would you rate, where would you grade the song that's coming out? In terms of how well the songs are in, I think it's A minus. Ooh, ooh, high praise. And <laughs> these three songs that we're dropping, they're not really breakup songs. They're more love songs. Whoa, whoa. Than they are breakup. Whoa. Do we have, we have, we have a shift. Twist, I know. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. A little pot, plot twist. Um, no, that's fair. That's something, fair. Uh, something different, you know? You got yeah. you to keep your fans, you know, guessing sometimes, you know? It's like, that's what I like. Half I... past heartbreak. You're half past it. A little bit right. past is a love song. <laughs> so, yeah, there will be I Don't Want to Fight Her and Wait for Me. It's, oh, so I Don't Want to Fight, comma, Her, comma, Wait for Me. Yeah. Three songs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the first one was the whole song title was I don't want to fight her, which I was like, interesting. Is this like a, uh, you lost your, your ex-girlfriend is now dating a girl kind of thing. And it's like, I don't want to fight her. Um, that's dope. Uh, That's it. Eddie cried wolf is dropping a song fairly soon that I pretty much wrote and produced (laughs) for him. Young Dex is dropping soon. And then hopefully we'll get some more with these new artists I've been working with soon. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, what's not, do you have any updates on uh, a Kemi's uh, progress with her, some of her songs that you're working on the last couple months? Yeah. Did I tell you she's not going to release hurt me until like the cold seasons, which I think is an okay move. Cause she wants more like dance songs this coming up soon. So let me think she has this one, that she's worked on with another one of our friends at Berkeley. It's it's mainly in English, but the hook is like mostly in French. Hmm. So this is something that could blow up on TikTok. Yeah. Sounds really good. I'm not sure when that's gonna be done. Hopefully soon. I listened to it, it's fire. We got what was the one I commented on? That was when we started writing two days ago. That sounded fire, bro. Yeah, I can, that was like a, I can play you guys these hit. after the Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it so, after the show. So the French one is hopefully coming out soon. She she has this like lo-fi one that I produced. She just needs to cut the vocals on it. So hopefully that's coming up soon. There's this one... This one I'm really excited about. It's like a Spanish trap beat kind of thing, but I haven't really heard a female singer on this type of beat and it's fire. That one, we're just waiting for one of her friends from France to get on it. So hopefully that soon. We got a ton of stuff that's like 90% of the way there. Hmm. Oh yeah. And she's done with school next week 
so we're gonna start doing like one zoom writing session a week so Sick. i think we're gonna start to get or start to be able to crank out these songs nice yeah that's oh, man dude, dude i'd love to like listen to like in on one of those i was sessions. just saying yeah if, if, if it's an, if there's a, somehow a, a way to uh have some some people in the background on mute i'm i'm more than happy to be on video mute as well um for that just to listen in i would uh that's just so interesting to me. yeah we'll fly in the wall actually yeah we just do it on zoom now i the cool thing about ableton is you can put the audio input or excuse me audio output device to zoom so she can hear like crystal clear yeah audio yeah. Damn. and then oh she'll go on mute and when she has a melody idea she'll just sing it in her iphone message it to me and then i throw it in ableton with autotune so we get our reference vocals it's actually a pretty slick process i would much rather do it in person but it it do sound definitely kind of viable yeah this, yeah this, sound, this sounds like a first this uh maybe maybe not the pilot episode of the manga manga beats youtube page but definitely like a how to like producing songs over zoom in 2021 and just like do like a like a fake like mockumentary of it. You know how they always do those like behind the song things that are all like New York Times, or whatever. And it's always mm -hmm. like this weird Zoom call with the artist and they're like new thing that bugs me on YouTube, by the way. Mini, mini rant here. When they do the interviews on Zoom now and they just record the Zoom calls and they're like doing it on their phone and they're holding it. Two things about that. One, their hand when it's like shaking and stuff, and I'll tell you, you can see this so the screen's kind of like shaking. And the second thing I hate about this is the vertical thing. Like, yeah. get an iPad, get like, flip it over, like, make it wide. I hate the like black bars on the side when we're doing like a properly produced YouTube video for like a big, like, like multi million subscriber channel. And it's like Taylor Swift on her phone. Well, when I was writing Lover and it's like shaking, it's like, I don't want to watch this. This is, this is trash. But, um, but yeah. It, it, I, again, like you like were saying, sitting in on those writing sessions, I think that'd be, be sick. But I also get, you know, having two random guys sitting there listening to you, like, try to write a song. Pretty with weird. Me. Might, might change yeah, I don't the know song. If, I don't know if that would work with you guys, even on video mute or mic mute. It would probably need to be me screen recording it and then sending it to you after. Mm, yeah. Without her permission. <laughs> See, but I'm trying to do more Zoom things with other artists too. Like yeah. hopefully I've been trying to get something set up with a couple of different people. Just uh I'm I'm building like a MailChimp subscriber list of artists. A lot of smaller artists that were looking for beats. So I sent out my first like, you know, these here are the beats I made this week. Let me know if you want them. Mm -hmm. I got like 13 people in that list now. So I'm going to keep growing that. Uh, oh, something me and my homie from Berkeley, different person. We're, we're considering doing this like YouTube series sample pack, kind of like duality thing where we, you know, we analyze all the top 40 songs. We pick five to 10 chord progressions. We give you 20 loop examples, MIDI, and we go in depth breaking it down in YouTube tutorial videos. And we sell it as like a sample pack for like 20 bucks. Hmm. 
so I'm actually planning on going to Boston at the end of the summer, partly to just hang out with people, but also to like record and shoot that whole sample pack thing. Sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But oh, I've had a ton of people hit or like when they message me, they're like, how much do you charge for loops? Like I'll buy that. So I, I could have been selling stuff, but I'm, I'm still giving it all away for free. I'm probably going to stop doing that once I hit 10 K on TikTok. Mm -hmm. What would you charge for something like that? Well, I've been throwing numbers out at people just to, you know, see what mm -hmm. sticks. And so there's a couple of different things I can do. I created this loop pack that is exclusive in the sense that I only send it to a small number of people. Look, I've sent it to about eight people at this point. If the produce, I send it to bigger producers. One of them said he was showing it to Jack Harlow. And I don't think he's capping. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. <laughs> but uh, send it to about eight people. If they get a placement with the loop, I take $100 up front and like 5% royalty. As I get bigger, I can start charging more for that. that if someone wants form? like, what? You have that in like contract form? You no, but I have the copyright. I copyrighted all these loops. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I can pretty much do whatever I want. Um, so you're saying wants, like the bigger ones? Yeah. Yep. If someone wants a loop that only, only this person has access to, I don't send it to anyone else. I've been saying at least 200. And people are like, okay. Damn. We haven't gotten anything set up, but no one's like clowned on me. Like, bro, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good mm -hmm. sign. It's a good sign. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, it's a weird market, right? Cause it's not like there's a standard for it. It's just kind of like, Hey, if you get in like the ground floor with me where I'm like starting out new, you're going to get these things for basically discounted versus like you go and hit up a guy that produces for like, yeah, like Jack Harlow or like juice world or something like that. And it's like, they're just because of the, you know, notoriety and it's like familiarity of it or like, or like working with bigger artists, they're gonna be able to charge more and more, but it doesn't mean their stuff's better. It's off to like listeners here anyways. Right. It's like, you can, right. maybe you can't do something with that. Or you can do something with this and no, that's sick. I think, uh, um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Once you get to 10 K start, start charging people more, you could even do like still releasing free loops, but then have like ones that like, Hey, if you like this or you want something more specific, you know, shoot right. me a DM and let's I, figure something I'm, out. I'm going to keep releasing one free loop a week in my discord. That's what nice. I've been doing. Yeah. So when people hit me up now, I just say, come join the discord. All the loops are there. I was going to, yeah. what was I going to talk about next? Oh yeah. I was thinking when I hit 10 K, I need to look into it more because I don't know the exact details of how it works, but I was thinking of releasing a loop pack NFT once I hit 10 K on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna encourage all the artists I work with to start making NFTs. Do it now when it's free too, because like this whole like energy right. issue with it now. I think they're gonna have to start like charging people crazy amounts to just to create the NFT itself. So um yeah, I, I right now it's like the time to start doing it. Just to like even like if you want to like just fuck around with it, like this is the time yeah. to do that. Mostly just for shits and giggles, but if yeah, some, if one of us blows up, we can make a lot of money on that for free. 
There's no risk in it, really. baby. <laughs> I just want. I just won with one of my NFT things. I'm in. I just won like 0.01 Ethereum or whatever, which was like 30 bucks at the time. But uh, but yeah, my my NFT horse in my horse racing NFT game that I'm playing, he he might he might be a dud. He uh he he never wins. But uh yeah, it. Have you made for, any money through Top Shot? Yeah, I haven't been able to pull it, pull money out though. Um, I'm still in like the purgatory of like them verifying that I'm not a bot, which takes like mm-hmm. six to eight weeks. Although I should be good by now. I think sometimes too that they just keep you there until you reach out like, Hey, it's been eight weeks. Can I get, can I start like pulling money out of it? And they're like, Oh yeah, for sure. Here you go. But, um, no, I just like reinvested in some bigger moments and then, uh, sitting Ooh. on those and we'll see what that happens with that. But. It reminds me I've been, uh, I've been fucking around with some crypto a lot lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna buy yeah. some Ethereum soon. Um those gas prices, man, are tough. Right? No, uh yeah, I've just been like fucking around on Coinbase. Do you guys have Coinbase? Mm-hmm. I just have crypto.com. Oh uh, well I'm gonna send you a link, Pete, because if you end up using um, I don't know, crypto, if, if you end up spending a hundred dollars on crypto, we get ten dollars in Bitcoin which i mean like free ten dollars if you end up spending 100 bucks but um yeah i've probably put i've only put um 50 dollars in now we're at 150 so i've just been like throwing like a couple dollars into shit and seeing like because i've been trying to like figure out like what network or like what tokens like because each token or whatever is for something, right? Like for some network or for the protocol or, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I've just been kind of like throwing some shit at the wall to see like which ones have potential. And um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's wild. Um, Also just sold my GameStop shares. Um, Officially took the loss. Um, (laughs) How much did I lose? Uh, Like 200 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Like two something. Yeah. No, not, not, not terrible. Um, But yeah, we're just putting that shit into Ethereum. Mm -hmm. We're Bitcoin. Yeah. I think Ethereum is the one to go right now because I think it's at a good price point. I don't know if it hits what Bitcoin hits and Bitcoin might be the standard for for now for going forward. But I think Ethereum is going to be the the other one. I think it's going to be like, you know, it's the what's a good comp for it? It's the caribou coffee to Starbucks kind of thing where it's like, you know, Starbucks is the way, but well, you know, there's other the ones that also is, are doing is that well. All these NFTs, all the NFTs and all of um, a lot of like the protocol stuff, they run off Ethereum mm-hmm. tokens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the more that those things become popularized, the more the price of Ethereum is going to go up. Yep. Because I mean, it, it's used for shit. So yeah. Yeah. That's all my NFTs pay pay out is Ethereum, and it, you have like yeah. each transaction, each time you move it, it, you know, it dings you like 20, 25 bucks, which sucks because it's like I don't have massive amounts I'm moving, so it's like it, it's a huge chunk that I lose just to move it. But um, no, yeah, it it seems to me there's the writing, writing's on the wall. It's like everyone's like, oh, I don't know about this. It's like that just means you're uneducated on it. Like it's safe. It's gonna move to that. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, it's early, this is an early call on this, right? But um, 
This is kind of like when Facebook ago, was, was, yeah. Like, it's like when Facebook was still only at like specific colleges and you could only do certain things with it and you had to be invite only. People being like, oh, I think this Facebook thing's going to blow up. And people are like, oh, no, it's not going to. It's like, I think like crypto is at that kind of point where it's like, I don't know if we're a cashless society. I don't know if we're get off the gold standard ever. But like, if we did, it wouldn't shock me anymore if we moved to move to this. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It will see. I, Again, I just mostly know about of it from NFT games I'm playing on top of my uh, non or my Latvian sports book. Uh, basically, went to only accepts Bitcoin, so I always have to deal with that kind of shit whenever I want to use that. But, um, but yeah, no, have a Coinbase, have a MetaMask. Those are super helpful with like Ethereum yeah. and stuff. Um, have something else too. Have a couple different wallets that kind of spread around or whatever and. Um, yeah, just don't lose that, lose that uh, 12 word passcode thing. I know you can like make yep, other passwords it for down. it, but I'm gonna write it down in two more spots, probably. Yep, just mm-hmm. do that and just kind of, uh, like I said, it's just kind of sit and wait and see. But I don't see how I don't see how any of this stuff is like risky anymore, other than if like the government cracks down on it. But I think that like only helps it. I think that just shows that like yeah. they're scared of old systems dying out and old money becomes the, broke I mean, money. You can't and, really crack down on it though. It's decentralized. Yeah, but you could you can you could force internet providers to not be able like not allow consumers to access it. You could you you know you could throttle slash like uh, uh, censor the internet so you wouldn't be able to access crypto mm. over like any major internet provider. You'd have to go through like you know that networks like that. That's how you'd have to do it at this point, right? It's too big. Um, most likely though, they're just gonna switch everything over to crypto and just try to be like the richest crypto people. Um, but before you know anyone catches them doing it, uh, but yeah, it's we'll see. I don't. Like I said, Dude, it's, it's NFTs. I haven't listened to too much about it. Like I still have a lot more to learn, but I think NFTs have the potential to completely disrupt the music industry. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Like, dude, I, imagine if imagine if like you got a Jewish World NFT when he was at like three hundred soundcloud followers like i think that's going to be like a, mm-hmm. a thing like trading cards essentially for musical artists on the come yeah. up yeah no for sure i think I, once they figure out a way to like determine value like i think that's the biggest hold up right now is like okay so you have this juice world nft you have this you know whatever right um and it's low zero numbered or it's you know one of a kind or whatever it is right but no one knows how to value it. No one knows how to like create a market and like, why, why would, if I have the music, if you just like the music, why would I want the NFT? Like once they figure out a way to like clean that up, oh, it's, it's going to absolutely like revolutionize music and, and a lot of other stuff too. Right. But yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's the, the non-fungibleness of it all of like, once it's, it, it this, once it's here and it's on the blockchain, it's here and you can't do anything about it. Um, I think that's going to be huge. Um, as well as the first person that figures out, figures out how to manipulate the blockchain that's coming too, right? Somebody knows how to like, either like mess up fungible, like the fungible stuff of it or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, maybe we do need centralization or regulation, but, um, yeah, it's, I, anyone that it's very much like internet 1994 stuff. I'm sure everyone's been seeing these kind of memes and stuff like that too, of the God awful, like Katie Couric, like email internet what's 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 internet like that whole clip or whatever um that's how it kind of feels right now and i just thinking like 
three to five years, we could be in a completely different space of um, like, you know, the real world is the digital world and like the non-digital world, like nothing, none of that stuff that happens matters, which is weird to think about, but I'm wrapping my head around it more and more each day, but it, it feels like that's kind of where we're headed. Yeah. I think we all should study up on NFTs as much as we can, because I think it's a way to make a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, so, yeah. I, um, oh, yeah. My recap is done. <laughs> no worries. I, I mean, you had a lot. You had a busy month. April was a big month uh, for Manga Manga Beats. And um, yeah, it, it'd, be, it'd be sick to see the next uh, Johnny Sins cameo. On, uh, oh, yeah. I turned yeah. 22 also. That did happen. Happy boy to birthday. Mm-hmm. I think next year I'm going to, it's going to be a cameo every year. For sure, from Johnny. As long as his prices stay reasonable. Next you, you year, to, I'll go for it. Next year, I'm going to try to get Kiss uh, in the video too. Package deal. See if you can just his, yeah, give him Kiss uh, his wife. Oh, <laughs> dude, he's gotta oh, like man. if if he hasn't already this year, next year he's he's gonna be like longer, man. I know this guy. He does this every year. I feel like. Hopefully in a few years, if I get my cloud up a little bit, like I can go through him without cameo. Like I'll just be like, hey, Johnny, can I Venmo you whatever price you want? And you can just record a video from your phone. And then, he, yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, is this, is this your birthday? Oh, don't worry. Don't, you don't have to Venmo anything. Just let me know, let me know what you need. My gift to you. <laughs> just, what if you just became buddies That's- with Johnny Sins? Because That's the this. plan. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, Johnny, if you're out there listening, um, no, it's uh, that'd be that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out and hang out with my friend Johnny in Vegas this weekend, and you know, just take that in and see how it goes. And his wife kisses; she's the best. Um, just <laughs> it could be your wife, man. It could be your wife in between Swedish pop songs that you're working on for uh, for European music competitions, but. Oh, sick, dude. that's super sick. Um, I would love to hear it. Yeah. I it. No, I'd, it'd be great. It'd be great. I think we should, I think, sh- I think uh, we should, in sake of time, cut the uh, COVID talk because let's be real, we'll be able to do that whenever we want. Um, but yeah, finish off with, uh, with uh, a little, where do you want, where do you want to, where do you see yourself in five years? Working title. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, Ian came in with a with with a hot hot topic idea. Um, well, it was yeah. more of just like um, because I got presented some sort of opportunity, and with that, well, that on top of this like dry spell, right? Um, kind of just had me thinking, you know, like what's what's the end game in like a year from now. Cause I mean, like six months ago, I was kind of thinking the same thing. And now I'm like, okay, well, what is the end game in six months? Um, but yeah, I got my sister's best friend's mom owns a car dealership. And she's like, if Ian ever needs a job, I'll, he can come work and he'll be making six figures within the first year. And I was. Wait, as a car salesman or what? 
my audio just cut out again no you're good I, there's a huge ass horse fly that's flying around my head um that's what i'm distracted by oh. at least but you're good yeah um and so like i was like holy shit she was like she, she told my mom she guarantees it and i was like because they're dude they're they apparently they have so much money it's stupid um and i was like what the fuck like that would be insane but then it but then i was like fuck like should i just do it you know but then i was like i don't know i just it's like because she my mom told me this maybe a couple weeks ago and so i was just like all right i was just thinking you know um like what do i want to do because like at some point i gotta i gotta i gotta transition to like because at least like while i was in school and why i came out here was everything was just for like the experience or whatever you know just to do it but at some point i have to start stacking cash somehow um and then once i have enough cash stacks again i can like take more risks and stuff but yeah um so now i'm just like well what do i do because that would be dope um and so yeah i mean there's a possibility in november like or maybe even a little bit before that like i i just throw some of this stuff in like a storage locker and then move back to minnesota for like two years and just like live at home for a year or six months and just like hoard money and then for a year and a half just get get my own place or something and or whatever and get some experience or whatever with like a some sort of salary and then i can maybe go do something else i don't know but yeah i was that kind of just got thrown in my face and i was like okay so now i'm just like i don't know what to do not that i've ever really known what i'm doing <laughs> but like yeah i don't know i'm just i'm putting that out there right now for the pod you know yeah just because because it's the nature of the pod i'm gonna say that's kind of what again we talked about that when we wanted to do this originally the pod originally was to like talk about these moments when you're presented with these things because like again we we hear all the stories of the person in your in your scenario right in both paths we've heard the the, the story from the person it's like yeah i was you know in my early 20s i was fucking around i moved to this place i was you know trying to do this thing i really wanted to make it work but this great opportunity came up that paid me a lot of money and you know i just didn't you know what didn't know where i was going to be headed in the future and so i took it and ran with it and now look at me right and hindsight for that person is always 2020. That was the right call for them. But in general, we have no idea if that actually was in the grand scheme of things, the right call, right? Maybe the next audition they would have went on or the next thing they would have did if it wasn't audition based would have been the thing that would have just taken their career off, but they cut it off short. We have no idea, right? I'm not saying that like to sell it on that side. We also have the other side too, where it's like, yeah, I mean, I had all these great offers, you know, uh, a family friend had a, a car dealership that was going to pay me like six figures, which is a ton of money and all the stuff or whatever. And I had this and that, and this made more sense at the time. And I was really struggling and I had these things to do or pay off or whatever, but I stuck it out and look at me now, right? Same thing. We only get that story after that all happened. We never get the, Hey, I was presented with this like offer or opportunity. I have no idea really if it's real or not. It's just numbers thrown around. It's from a person through a person through a younger siblings, friends, whatever. Right. Um, which doesn't mean it's not legitimate, but it also like 
would require you, like you said, to like take a pause and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, ask yourself that question too. If you take a break, is this you really taking a break or hitting pause? Or is this being like, really, Hey, I'm, I'm probably done here with this Mm -hmm. and figuring that whole thing out. Yeah. And the only reason why I've like thought about it is just because, um, really where the advertising market is in terms of people, um, I'm becoming much more aware that like right now I'm not really selling necessarily for a lot of things, um, which is fine. You mm-hmm. know, um, it just is what it is. And that's kind of the only reason why I've like been kind of contemplating it um, at least like short term, you know, cause yeah, I don't know. I mm-hmm. just, just pale skin blonde hair blue eye people like that's just not where it's at um at all Mm -hmm. so yeah um and i know like i mean like at the the rate i'm going i'm surviving that's about it and so i don't Mm -hmm. know i'm also also you know just kind of looking at jobs out here started kind of looking you know Mm-hmm. Some, some of this some of that um i really have always kind of wanted to work in esports somehow so i mean i did apply to 100 thieves like months ago um uh, never heard huh oh no 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 as a um fuck what was the what was the title um fuck what was the title it was like in a, a like a junior account manager or something like that um basically just keeping brands and players or content creators like in check you know managing the relationships making sure that that, uh you know content creators are 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 meeting the certain the minimum requirements for branded content or whatever and that kind of thing um dude i dude i totally i came up with this super i i I, because i (laughs) I thought I would get something, right? I, I, for one summer, I really thought I was gonna get something because I was like email, not emailing. I was just like kind of throwing out these like messages to these HR people at Hunter Thieves on LinkedIn, you know, because I was like, I was applying through the job through there. I was just like introducing myself. No one ever responded to me, um, but you know, we had to take the, we had to take the shot, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, I think that's, I mean, that's a legitimate question to ask yourself, right? Of like where the literally again, the working title of where do you see yourself in five years and you know, what, what are your needs and wants now versus your needs and wants in the future? And how do you get from here where you're at now to there in the future, assuming that even when you get there, that those needs and wants are the same ones that you thought you or believe that you were going to be real for you when you get to that point. Cause I think there's a lot of times that that doesn't happen either. And then what do you do? Um, I, I don't know. To me, it sounds like from like what I'm hearing, the question's more, you know, based around those kind of things. It's less, well, do I want this job? Right. It's less, do I want to be a car salesman for hundred K a year, allegedly in Minnesota, having to do all these other things now that I don't want to do that I'm not doing now. How is that going to affect the car salesman thing? And, the future and who you see yourself in the future as, which is, you know, yeah. again, a weird thing to kind of think about. Um, I would, I would also like, and granted, this is all just 
brainstorm. And again, this is why we kind of created the pod in the first place to talk this kind of stuff through. It's like, I think it's also the question too of asking yourself of, hey, a little bit of a dry spell, a little bit of whatever challenges are starting to show up that realistically you probably thought through at the beginning of like, hey, there's going to be times where auditions aren't happening. There's going to be times where I'm not getting callbacks or any of these things and money might get tighter or really tight or, you know, whatever. Um, and there's going to be times where during those times, opportunities come up. What do I do in those moments? And when you're trying to plan that at the beginning, it's easy to do the planning part of it. Of, oh, I'll just do this or I'll ride it out or I'm going to give myself 12 months and I'm not going to take any of those opportunities. But until you're actually in that situation and actually experiencing that thing, you have no idea who you're going to be in that thing. I always say like ready is not really a thing. No one's really ready for anything. You're either doing it or not doing it. Um, and that's probably more like where the, the thoughts are like kind of going around right now about that is now that I'm actually here, I've done this for six months and we're in one of those times of adversity. I don't know if this is big adversity or little adversity or somewhere in between, but like now they're actually experiencing it. It's really now just you asking your, yourself, like, who am I in those moments? Am I mm -hmm. someone that's going to go and just try to go, okay, no, not worth it. This is getting, this is starting to feel too tight. It's starting to kind of feel like I'm suffocating a little bit. I'm going to go run back to something that sounds more like a guarantee, sounds more for sure and for certain. Again, there's no wrong answers here, right? It's more you answering these questions yourself. Or are you a person that's going to say, you know what? I knew this was going to happen. I'm prepared for it. Uh, I'm, I have a plan. It might not work right? But so the car sales thing might not work, right? You might suck at selling cars. And mm -hmm. so all of a sudden they're like, hey, you actually are only going to make 40K a year because you're going to be doing all the paperwork because you can't sell a Chevy Tahoe to a family of four who wants a Toyota Prius, right? I don't know, right? So I think it's all those things and thinking through. And again, like we talked about, it's like the talking through in real time when you're doing it, we all face this Right. Yeah. And I maybe, you know, maybe Pete hasn't gotten there yet with it, but maybe one day he will, or maybe he never comes up to this situation because he just, you know, pops off and blows up. But like, I definitely have thought about that for sure, too. It's like, I don't know. It, where does happiness fit into all this? That's one thing. Right. Are you going to be happier yeah. selling cars, knowing that maybe I could just be in California? Yeah. Not making that money. Yeah. Living paycheck to paycheck and having some tight moments, but doing something I really want to do at that time. Um, or is that not as relevant to it? But no, I yeah. think it's a, it's a good question. I think it's a question um, everybody asks themselves at some point. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess like mostly it's just been like thinking about career wise and what that looks like. I guess that maybe that's probably what most of the thinking has been. Um, mm -hmm. what the fuck do I want to do? Yeah. Dude. You know? I'm oh. 31 and I ask myself that every day. True. Like, I don't know. Oh, what do like, I do? Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Same year. And it's like, what? that's just yeah. kind of where I'm at right now because I know yeah. like at the moment, I mean, I, I mean, if this, like what I'm doing right now, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like you said, like, who knows, maybe the next one is just something that, you know, blows up, but if it's not, I think it's smart to have some sort of, plan or something you know mm -hmm. um yeah in my head that makes sense i don't know yeah no it all makes sense yeah having a plan i think it's always yeah exactly it's a smart thing to do and um you know the plan hopefully allows you to keep doing the things and pursuing the things that you want to do and try to become the person that you want to be in the areas or in the spaces or places that you want to be that person and hopefully it's not 
let's just run it through and get to a point where we just say fuck it and we just revert back and take and settle for some lesser version of ourselves than we originally set out to be i think that's that constant battle and for some they don't have that real choice right and i think that's the the difference probably here too is um I think that, you know, take it back to me where it's like, whenever I asked that question, right, it's the people who I was asking it to never had that option. It was always like, no, 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 like your choices that are set out in front of you pretty much is always going to be accepting that you're going to have to pursue a path that only allows you to be a lesser version of than of yourself than you would like to be. And that's where you're at. And some of those things aren't your fault. Some of them are maybe, you know, your own doing, but that's where you're at. And if you want to keep pursuing these things, you're going to have to take on more and more risk. But, uh, and some people just are like, Hey, I'm not, this is the risk isn't worth it. And I, you know, same thing It's like, yeah, the next one might be that one where it's like, man, you get noticed. Now you're doing like print ads. Now you're getting like background roles and movies and TV shows. And like all of a sudden just starts taking off. It's like, man, I'm glad I didn't go back to Minnesota and sell cars. Um, it also could just be like, eh, yeah, we're not really looking for a blonde hair, blue eyed guy right now. We're going to, we're going to pass on him. Right. And, and again, hopefully having a plan that allows you to keep taking those shots, right. Cause the more shots you take, the more chances that, you know, you're getting yourself out there, but also too, like that path at some point could also be leading to a less happy version of yourself than just taking, you know, taking a step back and like, I'm going to go do something else and pivoting. But um, also too, like the tricky thing for you where like you're in an area moving to a new place, which is awesome, but also like, you're not with, like, you didn't bring anybody with you. Like, it's just you yeah. and you just transplant it. I think like sitting and thinking about that too, how much like that's impacting kind of these decisions and whether or not it should, right? I think about that all the time. Like I'm surrounded by people I've known my whole life all the time. Is that a good thing? Like maybe I need to like find some balance in that too. But um, I think that's another thing they kind of think of too. You're in a completely new place that has a completely different set of like environment traits without yeah. anybody from previous places you've been. And I think that takes a toll mentally on you as well. But I think you're thinking it through it the right way. I don't, you know, creating plans doesn't mean you have to follow them, but it gives you something to base like your decisions off of. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's kind of the, the key takeaway there of, again, you're not creating a plan so that you hopefully follow through hundred percent of it. We rarely do anyways. You're creating a plan. So you have some sort of like foundation to be like, you know what, if I keep doing this and keep going along this path, here's where I, hope to be or should be ending up. And if I don't, here's the risks. And I have something at least to think it through and versus just being like, you know what, I'm going to go do this today, which works for some people, but yeah. maybe it doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. I also like talking about this on the pond because I like how Woody talks through things that I'm thinking <laughs> of. I guess, man, I, I've probably just been there before, like dozens and dozens yeah. of times. And I just had to like refine it. I'm sure the first couple of times I was there, even like maybe the last couple of times, I'm sure it, it didn't sound this clean. It was probably some version of like, you fucking suck. Just like, <laughs> just go do that thing. That you're going to fucking hate and figure it out later. And then like, I wake up that morning, like, you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and that's more what it is. But um, no, yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, it's just like talking that through and you know, originally when John was part of this too, it's like having three people at three different areas. And we kind of still have it with recent grad, you know, definitely not recent grad. And then Pete still being in school. And like, we have that kind of hearing different perspectives that are involved and along for the journey though. And like different, but like have experienced different things, man, the more times you can find that I've just always felt like the, the better, like, I don't know about better, but like, um, maybe more like the, the easier, the clearer, I don't know, just like, it's, it just helps improve the decision-making process really. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the decision is a worse decision, but like at least the process was better than, than just finding a bunch of people that are all your age from the same place, think exactly like you and see the world exactly like that. Cause that's how all of a sudden you start like drinking four locos and hanging out at uptown bars and explaining to your, to your friends why McUltras are the, the best beer. Cause they're low, ca- <laughs> low calories and low carbs and, and man, are- <laughs> hams. <laughs> hams and hams only ham special light. That's a, uh, we, had, we were trying to pitch two hams. Uh, I came up with this tagline years ago. Our softball team like exclusively drinks hams, by the way. Um, this is where it came up. That's why hams was at ta- Tavern, because I threw that in there on like a throwaway beer thing that no one kind of – it was like an in, it was an inside joke to myself, which I always appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, ham special light. The, the tagline was just special uh, special light for a special night. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we've had t- like plenty of brainstorming sessions over some ham special lights about ham special light special night tagline and to me they're all they're all genius but they have they have yet to respond to our emails <laughs> but you never lose until you quit <laughs> or or the or the clock runs out but yeah same sentiment but no no I, I yeah i like it i think it's a good hopping off point like i said we don't need to yeah. talk about covid because everyone else talks about covid and we're gonna be there for a while but i am vaccinated well hey Fully? I have my second one next Saturday, but there I got go. my first. There you go. Dude, I it's... was going to get the Johnson & Johnson, and then the whole freak out happened. Bro, and then they are like, like, you have to get the Pfizer now. Of like six million. And yeah. Right. You're eight times them. more likely to get a blood clot from COVID than the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And you're like a hundred times more likely to get a blood clot from birth control. <laughs> yeah. Like women yeah. are. It's yeah. just like it was such a and it was only women that like it shouldn't even they probably all have some weird underlying health condition yeah and it just got made out this is the thing why i think like why i just don't trust anyone about anything that's happening anymore anyway is because if anybody just like stopped and look at the numbers you don't report this like that's not something you report to like the mass population you know, because oh, yeah. Yeah. it did not need to be halted. There was, no, I mean, way more people are going to die from not getting the vaccine. Than- dude, people, there are more people having adverse effects from the Pfizer and Moderna ones than there are with this blood clot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, this was such like a, I guarantee you, this was some sort of like strategic movement by someone. Someone paid one of these media companies didn't like johnson and johnson you know mm-hmm. it was six out of like six million like it, it, yeah it, it, everything is so fabricated it's just like fuck bro oh yeah dude it's it's but the whole thing's been fucked that. yeah this but... whole shit's fucking <laughs> dude i'll finally see my grandparents in like three weeks for the first time since march okay there you go i okay so here's my, here's my question with this though, right? Is we'll, we'll maybe end on this. Um, but like, are your are your grandparents vaccinated, Pete? Yeah, I assume so, right? They're probably above the 65 year old threshold or whatever. So they've been good for a couple months. Like, why? And this is this is something I'm facing too. And again, I try to explain this from like a logical, like just like let's just look at like a really like simplified way of this. If you are vaccinated, right, which means you are protected, and I'm not. Why does that mean like we can't hang out because you're safe 
And even if I was vaccinated, like they have not said yet definitively, they have some, some like now recently within the last week or two, they have some maybe like you know, evidence that suggests you can't pass COVID, which again, they don't know for sure. There's maybe it might trend that way. But as of right now, we don't know. And we kind of think even if you have the vaccine, you can still pass COVID. Like, but if you're vaccinated, you feel like the vaccine works, which I believe it does. Um, why does that mean you can't hang out with other people? This is what I've always kind of like got really confused by. If like once like your grandparents, I'm not, I'm just using you as, you know, at the moment or the, the, the example, not specific, you know, specifically, but like once your grandparents were past the two or three week period after their second one or whatever, like to me, it's like, cool, they're safe then, right? Like, why do we have to wait still to do that? I'm not saying let's go throw a 150 person rager at Pete's grandparents' house, like, you know, his neighbors, well, but. They, they got the Pfizer and that is estimated to be about 95% effective. From, from you not getting it, COVID. yeah. Yeah, but like, my thing is like, whether you're vaccinated or not, we don't know if you can pass it on to other people. So even if like, if the 5% was enough, for it, I don't want you're to. not going to pass it on from the vaccine. No, he's saying if he's saying, if are you saying, okay. Are you saying if you're vaccinated, wait, repeat that. I so I'm saying if six months ago to yesterday, someone, I came in contact with someone with COVID and now COVID is on my face or on my breath. Mm-hmm. I can still pass it on. Even though you had the vaccine. That's what they're, su- they're suggesting happened. That seems so unlikely to me. That I would agree. I, it, it's so unlikely that they'd pass on enough COVID that you as a vaccinated person would get COVID um, in terms of like a severe case. Again, when we talk about this, it's always like it prevents severe cases, which is good because that's the ones that we did. Um, but like that was my whole thing. It's like if you're vaccinated, if you're just worried about that 5%, like the vaccine really didn't change anything for you then, right? You're always going to find an excuse to not do something, an excuse, reason, whatever you want to call it. My whole thing was like, why, why did we have to wait if they feel safe with the vaccine once they're past that two weeks after the second shot or however long it takes? Like, aren't they just good to go see anybody? Again, taking out like super spreader events where maybe there's a bunch of people breathing on them heavily. Wait, wait, I, so there's like still the one in 20 chance they get COVID. But that's going to exist always, right? And right. So, could it, no, so, so okay, here's, okay. Yeah, here's yeah. here, yeah. here. So there, each of my grandparents are at a one in 20 COVID, a chance of getting yep. COVID if yep. they come in contact with someone with COVID. Correct. If I get vaccinated, that dumbs it down to a, what is that, a one in... What would that be? Another so one would in also 400 be, chance that if I if I get COVID, oh, you're on mute. It's a one in 400 chance if I come in contact with someone with COVID, I'm going to get it and also give it to my grandparents. Whereas it's only a one in 20 chance if I'm not vaccinated. So my thing is, they have yet to come out and say that. They have not said that if you have the vaccine that you can't have be a be a transmitter still doesn't mean that you will get sick and have symptoms of it but it could still mean you still have it and could still give it to somebody they have not definitively said that yet as soon as they do cool then really nobody has a reason to get not get a vaccine at that point because then it's like the help each other out thing i thought the 95 percent was your 95 percent 
like immune, like 95% of the people are not going to get COVID. So no, no, it's all based on observational data. So it's 95% of people in the study, this is how they came up with the number. And this is why they, they tweaked this in the media and I kind of got pissed about it. It's when they did the 30,000 person trials, 95% of them like did not, like we're when like we're did not get COVID. And so they said, Hey, 5% of them did after getting the vaccine. So they said, Hey, you have a 5% chance after you get this vaccine of if you come in contact with someone with COVID, which again, the test deck didn't really prove this anyways, but I'll summarize it anyways. It just means that you didn't get it. It doesn't mean that you're immune to ever getting it. It just means that like it prevented again, severe cases. And that's their thing that they're measuring. So it doesn't mean that like you can't get COVID. It just means that it was viewed that you can't, that you won't have a severe case with it. Um, it, and that data needs to be continually checked every, like, let's call it three months. We're not gonna check it every day. And I get that, but so it's, it's not that it, like a, a cure for it. Like it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It just prevents a severe case of it. So you could still get COVID. It just won't give you like, maybe you only have loss of taste and smell, but you don't ever get a fever. You don't get body aches. Your immune system's not attacked, blah, 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 whatever. Um, that's all it's doing. It's not like preventing you from ever being able to get the virus. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I would need to look at the the data. And yeah. Yeah. I just Plus look at it as if I get vaccinated, that greatly lowers the chance my grandparents are going to get it from me. But they they haven't come out, and that's my other thing, right? They haven't come out and said. So maybe you are having the COVID safe space talk here at the end. But my whole thing is they haven't come out and said if you have the vaccine that you can't be a carrier and transmitter of it. They've only said that 95% of people don't get severe cases of it. So you could still have it. You could be like an asymptomatic passer basically of it. So my, and again, if you have, if you're vaccinated and have nine, you know, 95% against it, then you would still be fine. Right. Even if you got passed on to you 95% of the time, you won't get it. Um, but it hasn't, we've, we haven't said that it, it stops it from being passed. And that like, that's the last hurdle that we need to take. So that was my thing. Like right. if you feel, after not after getting vaccinated in general, not again, we're not attacking Pete's grandparents here, but once you get vaccinated, once you're past the two weeks after the second shot, like if you're waiting to only hang out with other vaccinated people, isn't that kind of like missing the point? That's that was logically that's where I'm stuck. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not like necessarily arguing facts of COVID. I'm just more saying like yeah, yeah. math. It's not the 95, the, the 5% times 5% equals one in 440 chance or whatever the math was. That's technically not the correct math. It's still, you just have a 5% chance of getting it, which again, is really low. Right. I, I think that's I, worth it. I think the vast majority of people who get Pfizer or whatever, the majority of them develop antibodies to prevent themselves from getting it, but we have no idea whether or not they can still get it, have the, the virus in them and give it to somebody else. That seems pretty unlikely to me. Granted, I'm not a scientist. They haven't said anything yet. I would agree with right. that. But I feel like that's more speculation than anything. That's fair. None of us are scientists, so we'll wait well, and see what the experts say. The, uh, the CDC did say vaccinated people can hang out with one other household with no masks or distancing now. Mm-hmm. And they're always going to be conservative on the measurement. Yeah. No, it's... You say fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so, I think and, and also, like, the thing for me is, like, the, the worst thing 
the last thing I would want to happen is me giving my grandparents COVID because if sure. they get it, they're done. Like they're very fragile. So the way I look at it is, you know, if, if I do end up giving it to them when I've been vaccinated afterwards, there's literally nothing else that could have been done. I did everything I could. You wanna... if, if this is the case that you're able to be asymptomatic after getting the vaccine, they're going to come in contact with people at some point, you know, mm-hmm. So it is what it is, but yeah. you know, I want to do make sure I did everything I could. That's fair. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, you want to know my hypothesis on this on COVID? Yeah. So you know, I forget. Fuck, I forget what the fucking scientific term is. But you know how some people, um, and it's just because of their fucking genome, you know, um, are more not problem they're more um susceptible to like aids and hiv and these other viruses you know mm-hmm. it's called like something so fuck anyway i think it just might be like one of them we're like i mean it doesn't matter like if you get it you're just some people are just fucked like just, not, yeah survival yeah. the fittest kind of stuff yeah, yeah oh for sure yeah. and it's just i think i mean not all viruses are like that but i think this one could be because you seemingly have people that, especially in the beginning, we're like stayed in their house right away, didn't go outside, but then they walked their dog and just, they got it. And they just got fucked up. Dude, right? think, of, think of like the time I got it a year ago. Yeah. yeah. We were all there. Like we were all doing the same thing. The only person with the mask was Ian. So he was the only one I was like definitively feeling, yeah, Ian probably shouldn't get it. Everybody else, we all were in the same areas doing the same things for the same amount of time. Yeah. That was the only one. I think it's, I think it's just, uh, and like, we won't be able to know this for like a long time because mm-hmm. it takes forever to, you know, sequence people's genomes and then get a big enough study and then compare everybody's genomes to try to find a, you know, a similar thing. But I think it could be like that because some people, I mean, just die instantly when they get fucking AIDS or HIV. Well, not instantly, but, you know. Um, yeah. And then some people are yeah. able to, you know, live out, you know, a good portion of their lives with, mm-hmm. you know, some effects. But, I mean, it's the same thing as, a, like, you can, like, see if people are more likely to get cancer or, yeah. you know, Alzheimer's by sequencing their genome. I think it could be something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. I, I mean, kind of feel like knock on wood i'm on like the opposite end where i'm not going to get it because you know living with woody and i've worked in a restaurant the entire time i'm convinced i mean i don't think i'll get it if i haven't gotten it yet dude dude. tanner got it playing frisbee golf outside at like a tournament where he's not around he's around some people but not a lot and you know their distance and he gets covid yeah and then some people go to a fucking rager every weekend right away and they don't get it ever mm-hmm. right it's just oh, yeah. bizarre um but yeah i don't know yeah i don't know just like, again like the original idea was for this was we need to be able to start having like conversations where it's not somebody getting like super upset and pissed off and then like like just so hilarious yeah it, i it's so hilarious and dumb Dude, too. It's just like did you guys uh a little off topic but did you see the uh, like tucker carlson rant on fox news recently no <laughs> oh my god you guys need to watch this he was he's being a total karen a man karen and he <laughs> he's telling all his viewers like if you see a child 
that is wearing a mask, you need to call the police instantly. Oh yeah, child that services. That is child yeah. abuse. Yeah. You should treat a child uh, wearing a mask as a child being punched in the face. Yeah. And this is like the biggest guy on Fox News. <laughs> no, he, uh, I mean, all of those ones. I, I grew like Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, all that stuff in the same group of like, it's, it's cable news. They, they're driven, their channels exist by advertisers, right? And, and people watching and clicks and all that stuff. So that's what they have to play to. And I get it. I, it's, I feel bad for the people that fall for it and think it, like all of that's real. And again, I group all of those. There's obviously other channels too, into it, but, um, and other programs on other channels that are reputable. But like, yeah, it's just like, that's all they're doing. They're just yelling at each other. I hate it about like ESPN, a channel that I've watched like daily for like six hours. Of it's just at some point the TV show is going to get to two people just yelling over each other at each other, uh, a bunch of talking heads, and it's like this is I get it because it makes people talk, but this is also stupid. But now it's translated to society and like all that stuff, and this is where how people interact and think this is appropriate. And I'm like, no, like we need to have a normal conversation about this. But and I oh think well. it's, it's in the last like five years it's gotten so bad. Oh, man. People have just been brainwashed on both sides yeah people can't i'm looking at everyone like you guys can't think for yourselves you're so polarized there's no reason why this many people should be so polarized you know just yeah it's facebook man facebook just like the algorithm they they knew people interact with negative things and that's just where the whole world went was no different you can't have a difference of opinion with anybody no i don't it's just it's stupid, but well, on that, on that positive note, um, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up, but yeah, I think, uh, again, like we said before, we're pretty good about like a three to four, uh, episode run and then, uh, take a little break. So, uh, if all holds true, we should be back relatively soon. Uh, hopefully with an update on whether or not Ian can sell me a, a new, new Lexus in a couple of months here. And then, uh, We'll, we'll see where, uh, Wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see if... Uh, Lexus. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. Lexus or BMW. Kind of, I, My mom drives a Lexus. I've, uh, I've ironed down to two. I know. There's one BMW, literally like one car in like a one-year thing that's like good out of the last like five years of cars they've made. The rest, I'm like, can't, avoid, avoid, avoid. But the, like, there's one that's like decent. But again, I don't think I'm going to go with it. I think I'm going with the Lexus, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. We have more hurdles to crop to, to get over before we get to that point. But uh, but yeah, until next time for uh, Monger Man and Ellie Inn, they call me Woody. It's been Double uh, OTW Radio. Peace. This is Monger Man. When I talk to my friends, I talk about you. When the Hennessy swallows, you.
Jealousy's strong. Oh. 